bar that pivoted about 0.0 for these various forces. Actually, the forces are all the same, but they're just oriented differently. So calculate the magnitude of the forces. We're going to use the fact that the torque is equal to R cross F. And so the magnitude of that is just R times F times the sine of the angle between them. The direction is given by the right-hand rule. Okay, so if we point our fingers of our right hand from the origin towards where the force acts, and then we curl them into the direction that the force is going, our thumb will point in the direction of the torque. And so for this first diagram, that will be out of the page. And in fact, anything that's going to rotate the bar counterclockwise is going to be out of the page. And so that will be the case for the top two torques, as well as the middle one on the left. The middle one on the right, our fingers are going to point towards the force and then bend downwards. And so that will leave our right thumb pointing into the page. And for the bottom two, because the force acts through the axis, um, it's actually indeterminate, the direction. And we'll see that that leads to a torque that's zero. Okay, so we've described the direction, and we have an expression for the magnitude. So let's calculate the torque of the force in part A. We have R being the length of the rod. So I'll just call that L, which I know happens to be uh, 4 meters, I believe. And the force, which happens to be uh, 10 newtons, gives me a torque of L times F times sine of the angle between them. And in this case, the angle between them is 90 degrees. So we have L being 4 meters, F being 10 newtons, and the sine of 90 degrees is 1. So that gives me a torque of 40 newton meters and a direction, as I've already described, that's out of the page. And we write that as a little dot that would be the uh, tip of an arrow pointing out of the page. Okay, for B, we do the same thing. We have um, LF sine theta. So I'll plug in the values for L. Whoops. That's not, the, uh, that's not the length. L is 4 meters. The force is, again, 10 newtons. But now the angle between the radius vector and the force is going to be different than 90 degrees. So this is R. And if I draw R from the same point that the force acts, the angle that I'm interested in is this one, which is not the angle I'm given. However, the geometry works out such that that's the same, 120 degrees. So I have to multiply this by sine of 120 degrees. And that gives me a torque that's equal to 34.6 newton meters. And again, that's out of the page. OK, uh, let's continue on. Part C, 
part C is this one right here. So now we have an angle between the radius vector. The radius vector, remember, is from the axis to the location of the force. And I'll redraw it down here, acting from the same point that the force is. And the angle between those is 30 degrees. So I have 4 meters times 10 newtons times sine of 30 degrees. Sine of 30 degrees is 1 half. And so this works out to be 20 newton meters. And the direction I've already found, that is, again, out of the page. So let me make some space here for calculating parts C, D, and E. And I'll use the same expressions for calculating C, D, and E. Sorry, D, E, and F. So for D, the torque is going to be uh, now acting, now due to a force that acts two meters away from the pivot. So this is two meters. So R, in this case, is two meters. Force is still 10 newtons. And the angle between them, if I remember that the radius vector points outwards, and the angle between those two is right here, which is 60 degrees. It's important to check that the angle you're given in the problem actually corresponds to the angle between the, the vectors, because depending on the geometry of the problem, what you're given may be something different than that angle that you're looking for. So this evaluates to 17.3 newton meters. And the direction I found from the right-hand rule is into the page. So I draw that with an x. For part E, I find that the radius vector, the distance from the origin to the point where the force acts, is 0. So therefore, the torque, which is proportional to the radius vector, the magnitude is rf sine theta. Well, if r is 0, then the torque is 0. So the torque for part E is 0. And in part D, or part, I'm sorry, part F, we'll see it's also 0. The reason's slightly different. Here the radius vector is 4 meters. The force is, again, 10 newtons. But the angle between them is 180 degrees. I have the force acting to the left. The radius vector acts to the right. And the angle between them is 180 degrees. So when I say sine of 180, sine of 180 degrees is 0. So the torque in part F is 0.